Hi, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you are listening to Talk Sex with Dick. Today, I'm going to be answering questions from listeners who have written in, and it is an exciting time to answer these questions. We're now approaching the 10th episode of Talk Sex with Dick, and it feels amazing. I want to thank all the people out there, all the listeners who have been tuning in and telling your friends, and just uh, continue to spread the word. But today, before I answer these questions, I would like to discuss a little current event. Right now, the Supreme Court, which is the highest court in the American justice system, is now in the process of making a decision on whether LGBT individuals are com- they are included in the protections of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And, you know, as we're looking at this, it is very important and something near and dear to my heart because as someone who is and identifies as a gay male, I have experienced my own experience experiences when looking at discrimination. So to kind of break it down, if we look at this act, it prevents discrimination. And one of the things that if we look at, well, there has been significant progress that has been made to provide protections to LGBTQA, all the people in the rainbow who identify protection. One of the areas where gays and lesbians and bisexual, transgender, queer identifying, so on and so forth, are not protected is employment. There's no national legislation that is present for individuals who do identify this way. And an employer can fire. Uh, There's a ton of different things that could happen. And right now, there's no federal legislation that prevents discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. And so, for example, if I go to a doctor and let's say I 
was a part and identified as an ethnic minority or a woman, a doctor could not, they could not refuse to provide treatment. Now, many doctors wouldn't refuse to provide treatment, but if we look at employment right now, individuals can be discriminated against. They can be fired from their places of employment. And that's very scary on the basis of their sexual orientation. And so it is very important that we provide protection to LGBTQIA, so on and so forth, individuals, as this can help to not to prevent discrimination and it also can cause companies to be to be held accountable I will give you an example of my own experience so I was working at a um, place which I will not name but one of the individuals who were in the upper management said to me Richard you need to tone it down and I remember thinking to myself what does that mean to tone it down and as I thought about it what he was saying is you need to act a little less gay which also would translate into acting a little bit more straight which I don't know what that would mean what it means to act more straight but that was when I lived in Indianapolis in a city that's semi-progressive but then after that he continued to say we need for you what he asked me he said are you growing a fruit plant on your desk and as I thought about it I was like no that's a bonsai plant but what I realized is this, that he was that was a slur and I remember feeling so upset and I had taken everything off of my desk and I put it in a box and I took it back to my house and I went uh, to the EEOC and I had filed a complaint and I was told that because there was no federal legislation that they could sexual orientation and gender expression were not covered. However, one of my counterparts who 
filed a complaint with the EEOC because she was paying, being paid significantly less than her counterpart. She was able to file a complaint and then eventually it was heard and she was paid as she should have been. But she was able to do that because gender, because of her, who, because she is a woman and, you know, um, gender is protected under the Civil Rights Act of 1964, she could pursue that. But because I, there is not a legislation that I was told basically there was no federal protection that I was told that they would file a report, which they did, but it never, ever, ever was resolved and it was essentially dropped. As I live in New York City, it, you know, as we're looking at New York City law and the experiences of New York City law, there is protections, right, in the city level, but there is not protections in on the federal level and we take it more seriously here looking at discrimination and issues around discrimination but we do not have federal legislation that would protect LGBT individuals and so it's very important that as we look at this, I was recently reading an article and it appears the courts are divided in their decision. And the individual who is a, um, who is the deciding factor is a conservative um, justice, Justice Gorsuch, um, who is sitting on the Supreme Court and was appointed by Donald Trump. You know, one of the things that is very important is that we use our voice through voting. And so it's not just to vote in your national elections in the presidential elections, but also to vote for, in your local elections, your congressmen, and to keep them accountable, and congresswomen, the men and women who serve in Congress. But we still have so far to go. You know, it's as we look at what is happening in our country. As I always say to my students when I'm teaching them is that, especially if you're a minority, that it is our responsibility to stand up for those who cannot and do not have power to speak for themselves. And I think it's important that, 
as, you know, that we take up all human rights. That's why it's important to fight against what's going on with our immigration system. That's why it's important that when we're looking at what's going on in our justice system, because individuals are impacted that have no voice. And so I stand along with individuals who are facing discrimination but I hope that as we are going through this, that the Supreme Court will make the right decision to protect. You know, we now have marriage, which is great, but essentially what marriage is, is it's a contract. And, you know, when we are looking at marriage, that was, you know, amazing that now individuals who are able to get married, but it wasn't always like that. I like to give this example. Let's say me and my significant other, let's say we are traveling on an Amtrak train and we leave New York and let's say we were legally married in the state of New York but we left and we went to we were going back to Indiana and uh, the train crashed and my partner let's say is in a horrible 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 accident and we go to the hospital, and we're in the state of Pennsylvania or Ohio. And the doctor says, are you legally related to this person? And you say, no, but we're married in New York State. Well, they don't have to honor that. In fact, they used to, it used to be that my rights would be, I wouldn't have any rights. So let's say they tried to go towards contacting their parents and their parents were dead. And then they contacted the siblings and the siblings were dead. And then we get to, they find the third cousin that is strangely removed and uh, and that person is extremely homophobic and they would say that person even though they have no relationship to my partner has more rights and even though they share a relation, a legal relationship that because marriage was not recognized that, well, they would be able to have more say in my partner's end-of-life decisions. There's a really great documentary. It's called The Bridegroom, and it deals very specifically with this. And uh, ironically, 
Uh, that was about two gentlemen, and they were partnered together, and one of them died, and they're the individual who had passed away because they have fallen off of a roof. The parents swope in, and they he did not get to go to the funeral. And again, they lived a life and shared a life together, and because marriage was not legal the parents were considered the next of kin and they were able to really just make the decisions. And I say that because that was the fear that so many people lived in because they were not able, they were not legally married and they didn't have that option. But you're probably asking yourself, how are these things related? Well, they're related very closely because that is why laws need to be enacted and to be put in place because I'm not an attorney, but generally, and correct me if I'm wrong, one law, when one law is passed, it builds precedent for future laws. And so it's very important that we protect individuals because it's really not about you. It's about the people that are being impacted, their rights to life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness are being compromised. And there's a fight that is going on and people, politicians, their pockets are being aligned with money and they're making these hateful decisions because they don't, it's because they're being, there's money behind it. And there's a whole other discussion about how lobbyists and, you know, all these different things play into, play into the world that we live. But it's time, it's time for individuals but this is really an attack on the transgender community. And we really need to provide safety for them. Because if we look at suicide rates, suicide is 10 times more likely uh, than that of non-trans, uh, non-binary, um, or when you compare them, that there's higher rates of suicide amongst trans and non-binary identifying individuals. And if we look at discrimination, if you, you know, somebody is going through transition and an employer is not, quote, comfortable with it, that individual can be discriminated and fired because there is no, there is no federal protection for them. Um, and I wanted to correct something. It's not gender that's protected, but sex is protected. You know, it's, we really need to, this is really a transgender issue. Uh, and employers have the right to fire. Um, and 
that's really sad, but it's the world that we live. And I remember being in my own space where I was discriminated against. And when I brought that to the attention of the head of, of the human resources department, they it was then that there was nothing that was done. And so I want to encourage you to know, one, you're not alone. And for all the people out there, it's very important that you know that there are people like myself who are standing in the gap for you. This is huge. And so let's hope that the Supreme Court justice the Supreme Court moves in what is right, you know, it's, uh, I could go on and on about this, but I think it's just, it's really an important thing that we address and that we provide protection because not so long ago, women were not provided protections. They were not allowed to vote. They were not allowed to own property. You know, and I always say, and this is why we stand up, and I feel so strongly for standing up for other minorities and their groups and their identification is because if I don't stand up for them, what's to say that next it isn't me? And that's what I say to my students. I say to them, if you don't stand up for the, for, minorities like trans racial ethnic minorities then what's to say that next it won't be you and so that's really important you know as i was watching the presidential democratic presidential debate there they had an lgbt town hall and there was a woman she was a trans woman who had gotten on it was the cnn town hall uh hosted by the hrc and she she said there was a lot of issues about trans women specifically trans women of color and she it, it wasn't she got up there and she took the mic and she said what CNN is trying to race our history it is such a big issue trans people are more likely to be victims of sexual assault they're more likely to be uh, victims of a hate crime they're also I mean that's a whole other thing um, when we look at hate crimes you know, again, thank God I live in a, the wonderful city of New York. But, you know, this is also queer people are leaving these small towns, these small cities, because why, why would they want to stay there? And so this, if you're out there to our straight allies, it's important that you bring discussion because really what this is, is this is an issue of straight privilege. And for it, we just need to address it. So that is my two cents. All right. The uh, first listener wrote in. They said, I've always been a top. 
but have noticed that when I've been drinking, I find it easier to bottom. Yet, when in the past, if I'm sober, I've tried to bottom and I just find it extremely difficult. I'm wondering what if there is and what if there is anything I can do to make bottoming easier trying to bottom in Brooklyn well 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 I first want to congratulate uh, trying to bottom in Brooklyn for expanding your sexual repertoire you know, for the folks back home, I think it's important that we really provide an education. So, a top, and uh, so if you are a top, you are inserting your penis. I love saying penis with an extra S into a the anus. I love saying anus, right? And so, got to put a little sing in there. Um, and yeah, so if you are inserting, you are a top. And if you are receiving, you are a bottom. And, you know, I think that the world is a rainbow, you know, uh, it sounds like this individual is wanting to be more uh, versatile, right? Or maybe their inner bottom has just always been waiting to get out there and try something new, but it was too scared. Um, you know, if uh, you stick something in your anus, uh, it is it could hurt. So one thing is lube, 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 lube. Four keywords. I think I said that lube, 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 and lube. And so extremely important. Another thing is, is there's this wonderful, this wonderful product that's been made it's called anal ease anal ease and it is a numbing agent to the rectal wall and can numb it will numb your anus um but you want to make sure that if you are practicing safer sex practices in addition maybe to prep that you are, um, if you're using condoms, if that is your choice of safer sex practices, that you um, that you do not use it unless it is a water-based or silicone-based. We don't want to use oil-based because that is a quick way to get pregnant. Also. If let's say you are do, practicing heterosexual sex, you really just want to kind of avoid using, um, you know, things like Vaseline, lotion. Just make sure it's water-based if you're using it. Or silicone-based, really great loom out there. So you can purchase it 
online, so anal ease is a numbing agent. But for the guys out there who are quote, quote, straight, who have sex with women, and ladies, if you're wanting to get a little bit more exploratory, you can also use the anal ease, and you can purchase it again online. Uh, again, it is a numbing agent. But guys, what I would avoid doing if you're is that if you're having, quote, heterosexual sex, to stick that penis, if it's already in the anus with anal ease, you don't want to stick it in the vagina because you know what? Her vag well, one, bacteria in the vagina. Two, we do not want her vaginal wall to become numb. It might not be that comfortable. I don't think it's deadly. Uh, but just... That's a little way to explore that if you're wanting to bottom. Also, there's a really great book that I encountered. I think it's called How to Become a, a Bottom or just, just type in on the Amazon Prime bottoming and you will see this book and it really just gives you techniques to, to bottom, bottom, and bottom away. Sounds like you're exploring that sexual part of yourself and I am really happy and excited for you you know um, yeah, another thing out there for the folks back home is that you know um, there's this thing about versatility some people are bottoms they're versatile bottoms so they can top but they prefer to be a bottom some guys are versatile tops which means they prefer to top and there are those that like it both anyway from monday to saturday right and some but there's also guys gay men out there who uh like to have some you know, they don't like to have anal sex, to be a giver or a receiver of anal sex. And so, but that does not sound like this is where you are. So I'm going to encourage you to get that anal ease and just allow yourself to really explore, explore, explore. If you're not using a condom, make sure that you are on prep, but as you know, I am very much the empowerment of prep. I believe it is a great uh, thing. And uh, just make sure you're making healthy sexual choices. Uh, before we go on, my sister had posted this article. And I, know, I thought it was something out of the onion. But I really don't think... It's, um, again, I, you know, as I was looking at it, the title of the article said, Father of 13 Kids Only Had Unprotected Sex at Night Because He Thought Sperm Was Sleep, Was Asleep. I, I don't know if that's true. Folks back home... Okay, well, here's what you need to know. Your sperm count is, you know, if uh, you are trying to get pregnant, oftentimes uh, if you masturbate a lot, 
uh, they'll generally say not to be masturbating as often or to hold off from masturbating because your sperm is, uh, your sperm count is low, but, you know, just folks, if, uh, you know, the birth control, it can help you to avoid pregnancy, but nothing is 100%. Sometimes those swimmers like to swim, and as I say to everybody, you know, if you've never been in first place, that's okay, because you made it first place to the line when you were coming out of your dad's penis and going to your mother's egg. Nobody wants to think about that, but hey, that's how babies are made. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hopefully that was, I got a little sidetracked there. So the next question, the next um, listener writes, rubbing one out in Cincinnati. Rubbing one out, son writes, I go to work out at the gym, and I like to go commando. It feels much more freer to me, and I know I am not alone, as I've seen other guys do this as well. After a hard workout, I like to go sit in the sauna and go into the shower and rub one out. I get really aroused knowing that someone might hear me, Afterwards, I find myself freaked out, and I don't know what I should do. Well, okay, so there is a bit our listener to the listener who wrote in, rubbing one out in Cincinnati. It sounds like you like to be a exhibitionist. So for the folks back home. We can be exhibitionists, we can be voyeurs, we can like a little pain, we can, you know, different things, different things to float that boat, but one of the things is, is that it brings sexual arousal, and it sounds like this listener, they really enjoy being seen, so to be a uh, voyeur is to watch and to be and get to be an exhibitionist means that you like to be you like to show off a little you know um, to this listener there's a couple things here if you are Winking your willy. Why do we call it a willy? I've never understood. If you are masturbating in a public place, you are putting yourself in potential danger. I am going to encourage you that just to think about it, right? Um, There's a couple things that you can do. I would... uh, Nobody's consenting to your masturbation and fetishistic practices. But if you um, you don't live in New York, but if you did live in New York, or maybe you could go to a... Their, I, oh, I think they have these things called bathhouses. And I think even in there... No, I'm not even going to go there. But, you know, one time 
when I was, you know, I'd been to a bath and it wasn't really that excited. I mean, that was a long, 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 long time ago when I was in college, but we had a bathhouse in Indianapolis. But bathhouses are places where men go to have sex. Uh, there used to be this joke back in Indiana called the Subarus. That's where, you know, people would go. It was kind of like you would pay by the hour. Uh, I don't know if that place, and again, they are not a sponsor on the show, but, you know, hey, what I would say to you is that there are environments, so if you look, you might be able to find a sex party, or you can go to a bathhouse, or you can go, there's all kinds of things out there. There's all kinds of environments, but what I don't want you to get into is that you are sitting there and you are finding yourself in a little bit of a legal situation, or you could get kicked out of your gym, but there's no shame to the game. You just want to make sure that you are in an area where people are consenting and I, uh, but also, I think it happens a lot more than what people would like to think. Um, so, I want, that is my advice to you, okay? So, go online. You can find, you know, if you'd like to be seen. Um, there's all kinds of places. And some bar establishments. Uh, if you go into the bars, they have back rooms and... You know, you see that often, um, so on and so forth. So, all right. Well, the last listener who wrote in, they, um, they said the name is Feeling Like a Home Wrecker in Manhattan. They said a few months ago, I met up with a guy on Scruff, and it was supposed to happen just once, but felt we had a good sexual chemistry and decided to become friends with benefits. The only problem is that we're both straight, quote, quote, straight. He's married to a woman, and I have a girlfriend. Occasionally, I will come around, and his wife thinks that I'm just, quote, one of the boys. And she nor my girlfriend suspect anything's going on. Recently, it seems like things have becoming more complicated. We've developed feelings for one another, and due to our current situation, I don't know what to do. Feeling like a homewrecker in Manhattan. Mm. Sounds like there is you are in a bit of a quandary. So there's a couple things here. So the first thing is, is that the concept of friends with benefits, you know, um, lots of times guys will, you know, say, I have a friends with benefits or girls, heterosexual, gay, bisexual, it does not matter, pansexual, all these different sexual sexualities. 
they will, you know, the idea of having a friends with benefits can be, hmm, it can be fun, but oftentimes uh, feelings get involved, especially if you're sitting in a situation where it is not, you know, I think that it's important to realize what's going on, but you are in a quandary because you and your lover, or is he a lover? Well, yeah, he would be a lover. You guys have developed some feelings for one another. And you know what? This happens more than you think. Lots of guys, and I see lots of guys come into my practice, and some of them do have had sexual experiences or, you know, they like sexual experiences. But just because you have sexual experiences with the same sex or have had them or, you know, had a circle jerk, that's where there's a band called Circle Jerk. I never... I think they were a punk band, but that's when, you know, guys or girls, generally people have, you know, I've never heard of a mixed gender circle jerk, but I'm sure that it has happened. You know, that doesn't mean that you're quote unquote gay or even bisexual. Um, there's also, I don't know, it's so complex. So... I feel like this can get really complicated and I, no judgment here. Different people have different arrangements, but I think that if your wife found out or his wife and your girlfriend found out, there could be some, there could be, it could be very, very difficult. And so, you know, I get, I don't, it's really up to you where you see yourself but it may be that you have to make a decision. It may be you can keep things going the way that they are. But I have a feeling it's going to get a little complicated. So I just want to encourage you for anybody out there, you know, if you're going through this, to know that you are not alone. You know, when back in the day when I was on the apps, I think I was on like Grinder and Scruff and all those. I was on a bunch of apps. There was like, I think I've been so far removed from that. But so often you would see like, you know, guys that were, you know, straight. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, yeah. And uh, again, just because you enjoy, you have sex with men does not mean that you are, you are bisexual. It does not mean that you are gay. It just means maybe for different reasons. But I would just encourage you to be honest with yourself. And, you know, I have a feeling this is going to get a lot. You better get your seatbelt buckled, buckled up because you might find yourself in a situation and it's going to get more complicated. And now that there are feelings here, we are, you just have to ask yourself, where is it that I see myself? And so, oh, the webs we weave and we get ourselves into, you know, I think that 
it's it's important that we have to ask ourselves what brings us happiness. And I wonder if these two guys, maybe they always had this desire, but because of the world, you know, the things that we get ourselves into, maybe, maybe they pursued a heterosexual life. You know, I would think in this day and age, everybody would be out, but that is not always the case. Sometimes people don't come out for various reasons. It's important that we all just try to take a step back and to understand that it's not always as, as um, it can be more complicated. And uh, that's okay. So, oh, y'all, that's my Indiana coming out. Yeah, all. It's been great. Uh, next week, I'm going to have Don Schmall on, and he is going to have, there is a, it is a moving episode. It's, you know, about his experience surviving the AIDS epidemic in the 1980s and 90s and just the story is so powerful so I encourage you to tune on in and uh, it's been great if you are in the New York area and you have a story that you'd like to tell the world because we are an international operation you can uh, reach out to me or you have a burning question. I want to thank all the listeners out there who are continuing to just send me these questions so that I can answer them. And again, I am not... You ask somebody else and they might have a different opinion, but that's okay because that's the great thing about the world. Everybody has an opinion, so... Um, feel free to write those in and uh, it's been a great and wonderful time I hope that the end of your week is filled with good things and uh, yeah so again my name is Dr. Richard Mills and you have been listening to Talk Sex with Dick and until next time, make sure you take care of yourself and the people around you. And give a little love to the people who, you know, they may find it difficult to experience love. So, all right. Well, until next time, talk to you later. Bye.